dirty limousines filled with niggas driving off into the sunset. Sorry for the inconvenience. Good Lord, you're a cool, sweet motherfucker, sugar. I love to see shit like that. You love to see anything, you blind motherfucker. Lovers, my name is Alana. Hi, I'm Gina. <laughs> my name is Kay, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gag Reflex. We are so happy that you guys can tune in to listen still, and you're lending us your ears. We hope that you are all being safe and staying completely sane as possible during these unprecedented times. Air quotes around unprecedented. Uh, so to start the show, we are going to jump into some gags. Gina and Alana both have one for you. Fill the listeners in. Yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout out to all the creatives who are making these beautiful masks and churning out these masks that we can wear for ne- at a necessity and for protection, but also because they're fly. <laughs> like I bought a mask uh, from Jasmine Fire on Instagram and she's an artist who I've been following for years. She's a violinist, she's a painter, she's a singer, super dope black woman artist. And I love my mask. It's double-sided, washable, and I picked out the fabrics and she created it and it was a very collaborative kind of experience. And I've seen other artists who are doing the same thing. They're offering their services and because especially now in New York, there's a mandated mask um, for everyone. Once you go out in public, you have to wear a mask. And so I got my cute little mask and it's thick. And apparently there's this mask test that you put your mask on and then you light a a match or um, strike a a lighter and try to blow out the flame. So if it doesn't blow out, then it's thick enough and you're good and you're safe from all the bacteria. But if it blows out, like if you try to blow it out and it blows out, the need to get something thicker. So just, you know, a disclaimer that hopefully these fashionable masks are also functional and safe. Um, so yeah, so shout out to Jasmine Fire and other creatives who are using their talents and offering their services to help protect us from the corona, from Rona. <laughs> we, uh, we've passed our peak weeks here in New York. So uh, hopefully uh, my dad who kind of informs me in LA is like, oh, it's getting better. I'm like, mm, it's not getting better, but it's not, we're kind of like staying the same. Right, it's not getting worse. It's not getting worse. <laughs> but um, I think we're doing, a, we're getting there. We're doing much better than <laughs> how we were a long time ago. But then again, I don't leave my house for like weeks at a time anymore. <laughs> same. Uh, but- <laughs> In the same vein of shouting out people, um, I would also like to shout out uh, a New York startup, 3D Brooklyn. They are also making uh, 3D printed face shields for healthcare workers on the front lines during this time. 
And mm. I think it's really nice to have someone who is in the home base of Brooklyn being out there doing that and, you know, putting their best foot forward to help out in the best ways possible. Because, you know, some there's still a lack of PPE protective uh, equipment for nurses and doctors and stuff like that. And I've even seen some images and videos of uh, doctors who had to create their own uh, items to wear as protective equipment. And then even one nurse who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, got fired because uh, she got put into the COVID unit and she was begging her boss to like let her wear her own uh, items that she made to protect herself and they wouldn't let her, so she quit. So I don't yeah. Um, but big shout out to uh, 3D Design. Uh, Nate Kolbeck, I believe, is one of the founders. So thank you so much for all that you're doing. Ooh. <laughs> Gina, what's your gag? Uh, so quick little rant slash gag. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm kind of disappointed in Ellen DeGeneres because uh, only until recent, only until quarantine have I noticed that she not only has made certain comments like saying that her house is like a prison, but her house is a $24 million home. Um, and now recently a Variety article that came out that actually interviewed um, a couple of her employees anonymously saying that she hasn't really been, no, she has not been paying her uh, mm. production staff um, in these last couple of weeks, uh, even though they were promised and she is still technically recording and it's this whole union thing. Um, and the gag is like, this woman makes $50 million a year. She is known for doing good and is known for helping people specifically in need uh, or that have done good things. And she, if she's not doing it for her employees, She's not doing anything at all. Now, this isn't to say that there are any records. Maybe she is, but from what, like the media is saying, like it just, it goes against what she stands for, and I'm really like disappointed because I was, I don't know, like rooting for her, <laughs> kind of thing, like or like happy that she was doing these things. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my that's my gag, and I kind of just needed to let that out. <laughs> It is yeah. kind of, it is really annoying to see someone who, to hear these things about someone who was, you know, typically always so giving, especially in the face of the media and on her show, or the platform yeah. that she has. Uh, yeah. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And we've spoken about her or, you know, before, so I thought it was just like, hmm. we? I can't remember. We have. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. We have to go back and listen to our episodes, which we don't always do. But, um... Well, I would also I like to bring... You do remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do listen. Alana's our number one listen. fan. <laughs> Thank I'm you, Alana. Thanks, Alana. <laughs> Go, Alana. Uh, I would like to bring up something that... Uh, it's not a gag, but just something to talk about in terms of uh, places being prisons. Uh, as you mentioned before, Gina, is that, you know... I think I said this in the last episode. Uh, if not, I've, we, I'm sure we have talked about it before, discussed it. Um, you know, people going from being able to have essentially the world at their fingertips to now living in their own prisons and having Ellen say that when she's living in, you know, 
And I've seen pictures of the house. I've had a coworker who showed me what it looks like. Uh, not to mention she probably has multiple homes, but that's besides the point. But people who are living in the city and in major metropolitan cities, and they have a more confined space to limit themselves to. And some of those people are uh, families with multiple people living in a household. And for me, recently, I've noticed a spike in the amount of sirens that I've heard, whether it's police cars, ambulance, or fire truck, it's, it was a little annoying for a small point, but then it, I came to realize that I need to stop being selfish and thinking so selfishly because there are a lot of people out there going through different things. So there has been a spike in domestic violence cases as well as child abuse cases. Mm -hmm. And just because people are hearing sirens doesn't necessarily mean that someone's on their way to a hospital or someone's dying uh, or even that someone is being taken away because they've been infected uh, with COVID-19. It could be someone's having a heart attack, a seizure, you know, somebody who has been in a domestic violence case or child abuse case. So I want to make people very aware about that and to kind of just send out heart, uh, love and positivity as much as you can, or to just think about other people that might be going through a more strenuous situation than you are. Very much so. And tip anyone if you get deliveries, like any kind of delivery tip them. Like I... Just like so many things happening, <laughs> the world. Um, but yes, I totally agree. Yes, and um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think this situation forces people to think outside of themselves and their situations mm -hmm. and their various privileges, um, because there are so many people who are affected in varying degrees. So seeing all of the, the news stories and people's firsthand experiences, it just kind of puts things into perspective and illuminates the crooked systems and the broken systems that, we were, that we've been living in for a very long time. Yes, incredibly so. Um, broken system, especially for me, is how I've been feeling about the country lately and just the things that have been happening, um, 3.5 uh, million Americans have lost health coverage. And that's not to say whether those were uh, the people listed and then all their dependents, or if it was just solely the person in charge of themselves, excluding their dependents. But mm -hmm. that was disheartening because I did hear a story about a young man who was infected with COVID-19 and had to go to the hospital, but because he didn't have health coverage, they turned him away and he ended up dying. Yeah, I saw that. Well, so people, please protect yourselves out there. You know, there are, just because you are not showing symptoms or because you think that someone's fine, you know, please just make sure that you're doing your best to take care of yourselves and those around you. It's very, very important for you to understand that there are people in your surroundings and we do come into close contact with each other depending on what we're doing and a small pass of like two seconds can cause something that you didn't intend to but I went to my little like my mini my mini mart near me to pick up something really quick and it was it was fairly empty when I walked in uh 
it's probably like four people total, me, me included in that four people, not including the workers because they're behind the counter and they have like these huge glasses and plastics wrapped around so they can't touch anything and they're wearing gloves and all that. But these two guys walk in, neither of them are wearing masks and I have my mask on, but I'm standing there like waiting to pay. And the two dudes walked in when they did, they did their best to go around um, the aisle and everything to like avoid coming into close contact with me. But by the end of it, one of them, as I'm standing at the counter trying to pay, gets pretty close to me. And I look at him and I'm like, I wanted to, I had to contain myself and not, you know, try and yell at him because I was like, why the fuck are you standing this close to me? Yeah. Not a lot of people don't care or don't really notice or realize that a lot of people. But he was also, he just got off saying like, oh, you, you know, I don't really like being here. So if you don't like being in this establishment, then you've already put your order in. Go stand your ass outside. Yeah, but it'd be, like, it, it's a lot. It's crazy how it's like a ton of people that just don't realize it. He was it. legit like standing less than two feet away from me. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Now, in general, I don't like people on top of me at whatsoever. But at a time like this, I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, places like New York, where space is limited, we don't have the luxury of marking six feet from the cash register and farther back for where people can stand in the line. Like my mom was telling me is how it's set up at HEB, which is a big grocery store in Texas. So they have six feet marks behind it from the cash register and then six feet from the first person who should be in line to the second person who should be in line and so on and so these grocery stores are huge so they have space where you can spread out and really designate um, the six feet mark but in new york it's like everything is cramped you know, especially if you're talking about a bodega or something. But still, despite that, you just have to think about your health and the other people around you and their health. And just right. give me six feet. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even have to give me like, you know, I know it's hard to like measure that up, but like you didn't even have to give me at least four feet. But he was literally like he could have stuck his hand in my my pocket. That's how close he was. And I was like, wow, this is unnecessary. You know, it's not like this place is packed it's not like there's enough space for us to like stand further apart you don't need to pay yet you're just standing here for no reason um so that being said uh let us move into the topic of our show but we still don't know what to call this topic el tema um, es el tema es yeah no la tema I, es no el tema what am i saying el, oh, el tema I don't talk to anybody, guys. <laughs> I don't know best. what I'm saying. Maybe like, you should reach out to Fran. Oh my god! Reach I out would... to Fran on Twitter. <laughs> Be like, hey, hi. Why not? Oh my god! I need, yeah, I need to like. I've I've been talking to people, but I haven't been talking to people. And I guess this is kind of our topic. Like, maybe this could be right. our segue. Like, I have been talking. Like, my mom <laughs> literally was talking like, at me today for like 10 minutes like blah 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 blah, blah, blah and yelling and I was like mom, <laughs> mom you're yelling she, and she's like no well I don't talk to any she lives alone she lives alone 
oh. in LA. And so she's like, I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't leave Wait. my apartment. Like, I thought the last time that we spoke, she was with a friend. No, 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 no. She she found a new place. So she's like, she's like in this household alone. And so, <laughs> so every time oh. we talk, she's just like very chatty, very chatty, like super mm-hmm. chatty. And I don't blame her. And like, I let her talk. And I also like kind of talk about random things. And we talk, like we talk about things that, we would never talk about before, you know, like, um, now's the time. Now's the time. We talk about cooking all the time. She talks about like making this dessert and that dessert. And Ooh. okay. I'm so, going to yeah. have to hop on a flight and go hang out with your mom. Right. <laughs> so yes. So yes, our topic is, um, how we've been reaching out and, and no, uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. okay. Go. go. <laughs> <laughs> El tema es, uh, talking to people and not talking to people <laughs> that's it that's, that's it. it that's, that's it. it we're done <laughs> good night bye <laughs> to talk um, or not to talk that is yes so uh to dig a little deeper into this what we're going to be discussing is how people's communication with one another have either increased or decreased and also whether you've had a person who you haven't spoken to in a while no matter the time frame, whether it's, you know, uh, probably a week to, you know, maybe a couple years, if they've reached out to you and how that's affected you, changing your connection with this person. Um, I think the, the first person that I can think of right now is my niece. Uh, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's calling oh, yeah. you. She's FaceTiming you. On yes. The For some reason, uh, she has a tablet. <laughs> I don't know why they bought her one, but now she knows how to use a tablet, how to find my phone number in her phone to in the tablet to then facetime call me and just talk my ear off about she call you every day not every day it was a bit like you know every other day for a little while and then it's become a little spotty but it is nice because as much as i would like to go over there and like hang out with them and spend like you know maybe a couple days or whatever because i don't have anything to do i would prefer not to potentially spread anything and keep them safe as well as myself safe just because you know i believe my two brothers are still working um but yeah it's nice to just like see all of them and like be involved in like their growing up process or them just like learning things or teaching me things that I haven't gotten to learn about them because I haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Or you normally wouldn't talk to them as often. Exactly, so we're stronger. And it's it's really nice to know that like, even though she's so young, she's like, she knows who her uncle is and she's like, I want to, I'm gonna call him today for like whatever reason. (laughs) So cute. Yeah. That's my first yeah. one. I don't, I can't think of another person right now, but I'll pass it off to you guys. You let me know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, well, speaking of family, my immediate and extended family have started weekly Zoom calls every Saturday at noon. And so for the last two weeks in a row, we've gotten on this. 15 person zoom meeting and everyone is all spread out around the country. I'm in New York. Um, my, some of my family is in Texas. Some of my family is in Detroit, Indiana. And 
and it's really nice to see these people and it's it's not super extended family it's my immediate family my parents my sister my uncle my cousins my aunt and like a couple family friends um who have been friends of the family for decades who are my parents age but yeah it's been really nice because we've always had a big family group chat but it hasn't been until the pandemic where everyone is quarantined and checking in more often that we started doing these zoom calls and it's really nice you know they got to meet my partner who they wouldn't have otherwise got to meet because we are the only ones in new york and like i said everyone's kind of spread out around the country yeah so so that's been nice and we'll be on this call for like two hours and everyone's just playing music or like last week we started sending each other photos over the group chat and then talking about them on the zoom call and just like old school photos from the 70s and whatever so it's just been really nice to come together every week and check in have some fun and then also talk about how the pandemic is affecting our respective areas um and yeah everyone's I was going to ask you that concerned. about yeah, you, right? Yeah, about me, like being in New York because because of what the media has been reporting on New York being the epicenter of the pandemic right now. I always um, get that from my family. They're like, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> like concerned, like as if I'm right. in the hospital or something. <laughs> Very concerned. But anyway, so that definitely has been a new thing that I really appreciate um, because otherwise you know we I don't know when the last time I've seen some of these people in person uh, it's been years just because like I said there aren't that many opportunities for all of us to get together mm -hmm. um, so this has been really nice also New York has a way of kind of just depending on your lifestyle you know you're doing so much uh, with your extra extracurricular activities, you know, whether it's like a workout class, um, gym, uh, side things like the podcast that we do when we when we had jobs, you know, so you have a full time job, you have you have a podcast, you have a relationship, and whatever other things that you're doing besides, you know, networking and going out to social settings such as bars and restaurants to have either meetings or just catching up with friends. So it does take away a lot of time for you to connect with your loved ones who otherwise you could only just send a text message to. But yeah, in regards okay. to the Zoom chat, 15 people, that's a lot. So are you guys also <laughs> like you, I mean, it's great that it is, but are you guys also like utilizing the chat format or is it just like everyone's kind of just like talking and like waiting for someone to stop so like the next person can queue up? It's like signals or like one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I noticed on our second call that there was a little more uh, talking over each other and that <laughs> no one had <laughs> no one was utilizing the chat and I don't know if it's because people don't realize that we can use that feature um, but I think for the next meeting tomorrow I'm going to make a point to to bring up the chat box and that we can like talk to each other and tech basically text using the chat instead of just 
speaking over each other. But yeah, it can get a little hectic. And then sometimes the sound quality goes in and out. Um, so if someone is speaking and then another person is speaking, I can't hear both people simultaneously. So it's right. like, wait, what did you say? And then the other, it, yeah, so it can get a little chaotic. I have but, a question. And that, that may be why it's been two hours long as well. <laughs> Go ahead, Gia. Oh, I have a question. So who, how old is the youngest person and how old is the oldest person? So the youngest person is 10 years younger than me. So he, my cousin, he's 24. Oh my God, your cousin, that cousin who's in college (laughs) or like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So he's 24. And then the oldest person is probably my aunt. I don't know how old she is though, but she's older than my dad. My dad is 62. So she might be like mid 60s, late 60s. That's so nice, so, though. Yeah. Like, that's such yeah. like, a big, like, gap, but then bringing Zoom is, or just this is bringing everybody together and, like, having yeah. everyone hang out. But you know what I just realized? That of all the cousins, none of us have kids. And so it's really only two generations. Oh. Yeah, it's, two, it's like my parents' generation and then their kids, because none of us have kids yet. So anyway, but yeah, so two generations and uh, spanning from 24 to 65, let's say. Anyway, but it's been fun. That is lovely. (laughs) Gina, do you have anything to report? Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I've weirdly been talking to people that I haven't spoken to in years like years 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 um one of which is a couple that I met when I was traveling in India uh in 2013 and they got married eventually over the years and now they I don't know I don't know if I brought this up before but they're actually separated in India like in different parts of India and can't see each other and be with each other because of the restrictions happening due to their quarantine and traveling. So I've been FaceTiming them and we've been catching up and that's been kind of fun. Uh, I've had a lot of, I think also, as you guys have mentioned, being in New York, uh, definitely kind of gives people outside of here like a very different perspective on like the epidemic or, you know, the hysteria, I guess, of like the deaths and and people, you know, being infected and the, the numbers. Um, so I've had a couple of girlfriends in college reach out to me, which has been really nice. Like just saying like, Hey, I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> like, um, and then I don't know, just like little, yeah, same thing with a lot, like Alana, like I've had family, like not zooms, but family, like, uh, video chats with my dad's side who I normally don't see or talk to. So that's also been really fun and weird, I guess. Just because I feel like I have nothing to say and all I have to say is like I'm alive and kind of like show face <laughs> and then like leave because I'm like I don't know what else I'm going to talk to you all about. Uh, um, Do you think that because I know Alana was like very like the way that she was brought up was like um, super family oriented and she has a sibling um, but you know for you you were pretty much raised as like an only child the siblings that you do have were substantially older than you are 
So do you think that kind of has something to do with like how you disconnect or connect with them? Most definitely, most definitely. Especially because I established a relationship with a lot of them post uh, high school into college so uh that relationship is very different like it's like i did I, it's like i rediscovered my dad's side as an adult yeah. post high school um so seeing them and and talking to them is very odd still to me okay. but it's not like i talked to my peruvian side even though i've had cousins also reach out in peru they're like hey how are you doing and i also should be reaching out to more people and i and i think i've tried and going on the reverse of this, I, I think that I have tried to reach out to certain people that I haven't been talking to, like um, a girlfriend that I have in, in LA. She's been going through a lot. Like we've been FaceTiming, we never FaceTime. We talk maybe like once every like six months. So now we've been talking like every week. Uh, she sends me pictures of all the food that she makes. Like that, I feel like we're all kind of just like, cooking and 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 being so proud of what we cook and she's so proud and I'm so happy to like see all of her photos uh and I'm just and I was like go ahead oh sorry Uh, it forces you to like you know use your mind to like find something or even to use the internet to find something to be creative with and that you can come up with and then now you have that you actually have the time to do it whereas before Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't but also you have to think monetary wise like you have to understand how much food you have or like what groceries you bought and how you can make that last because a lot of people don't have a source of income or their source of income has been drastically cut down or even if you can make grocery store runs it's like you want to reduce your amount of exposure and so it's like I'd rather not have to go back to the grocery store so let me just figure out what I can make with what I have um yeah, I've been doing that definitely. And to your point, Gina, I was very proud of myself uh, for making shrimp etouffee the other day, which hey. turned out delicious. <laughs> and I was like, so not to toot my own horn. <laughs> oh, I'm tooting. I'm tooting. I'm tooting loudly <laughs> and proudly. But yeah, and then just like making new recipes well not new recipes but just like trying new recipes uh with what i have yeah um speaking of what uh, reducing exposure uh i was trying to do that by going online to the um websites and subscription places that i would typically use or try to um, utilize prior to this pandemic happening uh, just to make things easier myself living in a metropolitan city such as New York City to have things delivered so that way I don't have to carry them throughout the city or they can be done uh, at a much faster pace but it's crazy how a lot of people's minds work and the one website Grove uh, that I use which typically sells like a lot of household products um, you know things such as uh, what is it a uh, a humidifier or you know laundry detergent and toilet paper paper towel and like all being super eco-friendly uh cleaning supplies even some oils for that face wash and all those kinds of things they have been drastically sold out on so many items and even when it comes back into stock i feel like people are sitting by the computer waiting and it just like goes away instantaneously 
So that's a little disparaging. And it, it brings to mind that uh, the video that I saw of that woman who like went to the Dollar Tree, whatever it was, and like bought up every thing of toilet paper that they had. It's like, how many, how much of this toilet paper do you think you're actually going to need? But between oh, that- Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Cause I'm well, gonna move on to something after. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, the have you seen the picture of the lady returning the toilet paper at a Target or? No. No. She returned uh, it? It was just this lady had like a whole cart and the bottom cart like full of toilet paper and she was returning. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of that. Go ahead. Wait, she also, had bought all of it and then she returned it? Yeah. Oh, she hadn't bought it. She changed her mind. No, no. She she bought all of it. And she definitely was returning it. <laughs> I wonder if they wow. took it back because I know a lot of places are not accepting returns on things just to reduce exposure and things like that. Um, mm. But the other place that I t would use is Thrive Market and they are sold out of everything. And I, t with them, the great thing is like, you can search by diet. So I t automatically go for like the vegan options. And as I'm going through, it's like, everything's like got that, like, you know, it's on the little square that you could uh, click that where it says like add to cart, it's like been grayed out. So it's like, you're scrolling and I click on page, you know, five and it's like all gray. So I'm like, what is available on this website? Because then I go through all the other ones, like, okay, like, let me check organic, let me check this, that, and the third, and it's, like, all great. So I'm, like, is there nothing available on this website? The one website so, that I saw that did have something was Fresh Direct. Yeah. Well, we ordered from Fresh Direct, like, earlier in the quarantine, but then they released a statement saying that someone from their factory tested positive for COVID-19 so we didn't order from them again and then we just started going to the grocery store well we went to two grocery stores um but so yeah we make a grocery run about every mm, 10 to 14 days something like that so I have you time actually time. yeah have you gone out to the grocery stores physically? no I just I have but as I mentioned before, you know, it, without Trader Joe's, I'm at a bit for loss just because of my diet and the way that I eat. Um, you go and like, there's so, the grocery stores here where I live are sold out of a lot of things. And mm -hmm. the only place that I genuinely like going, which is Key Foods, but it's like a longer walk and I don't want to pay money to get on the train to go two stops oh, yeah. or one stop to get to the grocery store. But then it's like, I'm spending substantially more money than I would normally on groceries. Right, right. And I mean, yep. I've been doing fine. I've like made a couple of soups. I've, you know, been able to like eat fairly well, but I'm a huge snacker. So I would like to have more mm. snacks available. I That's not snack game. Yeah. I become a snacker. <laughs> I never really snack That's on anything. I, you know, I'm like, where are the snacks? I any snack. little thing. You know what's crazy, though? Like, my girlfriend's in California. Like, still kind of, not casually. <laughs> I don't want to say casually, but they still go to, like, Target regular. Like, and, like, be like, I went to Target this weekend. But, like, if it, it, as if nothing were happening. Mind you, they don't take their kids. If they have kids. But, like, it's just been crazy, like, listening. It's been interesting communicating with people outside of New York <laughs> about yeah. how they're handling all of this. Because mm -hmm. their situation just sounds so much more, 
like a different world kind of thing. And even like when they hear me talk about like never leaving my apartment, which I literally have not left my apartment in like a week and a half. Like they're just like, yeah. what are you talking about? No. Mm-hmm. Or like when I FaceTime mm-hmm. my dad before, when I would FaceTime my dad, I'd be like, oh, cool, dad. Like, love you. Ha-ha. Now I get mad at him because the man is always outside. He's always going somewhere or he's always oh, no. outside. And I'm like, what? And today, today, he had the audacity to tell me his whole ass schedule about what he was doing today. I was like, I, I faced him. I was like, I'm like, dad, where are you? He's like, I'm at the office. Okay, cool. Like, no one's there. He's like, oh, well, I'm leaving soon. I'm going to uh, drop off a gift for your cousin. I'm like, uh, okay. Like, he's like, but I'm going to keep distance. I'm like, and then he's like, and then I'm going to the, the cemetery because they close on weekends and so I have to go on Fridays or something. And I'm like, you, what? You, you're literally doing all of this today. And the man has pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show you, it's part of the reason why I don't like FaceTiming him. And I guess that's another reason or another thing, like how we're communicating. But, oh, one thing though, and I, and I feel like this will kind of smooth, smudge into what, I want to, or we want to talk about is I had a coworker who reached out to me who I hadn't talked to in like a month and he was asking me, he's like, oh, this is, or telling me, he's like, how are, you guys should include this, you know, in your podcast, but basically how people are dealing with uh, their relationships or, and, or like, if you're not in a relationship, how you're like, are you sexting? Are you FaceTiming? Are you doing all the the things so i guess we could kind of like talk about that real quick. so is this technically considered a questionable gag it you know what yes we'll we'll say it is okay <laughs> we'll um, go into our questionable so gags. before we get there the last thing that i want to say is that um someone who i was like fairly close with but we wouldn't speak all the time we've been speaking a lot more now and this is a really good friend of mine who when we like, for some reason, I don't know how, like, we are from, like, polar opposite worlds, but when we first met, we just, like, instantaneously clicked and, like, have been incredibly good friends since. Like, <clears throat> I can honestly say that, like, whenever we're together, like, we don't, it's not even, like, we're speaking full sentences. It's just constant laughter. Oh. And looking back on it, I think to myself, like, what, what the fuck is so funny that we're doing or talking about that is so hilarious. But it's, I remember vividly, like, one of our last times that we hung out for a good amount of time, we were sitting at uh, the bar portion of the restaurant, and we were just laughing for, like, three hours. Aww. And I That's was like, great. wow. But That's we've great. been checking in with each other every now and again. And I know that she's very busy, so I really appreciate the time that she takes to check in on me and, like, reach out. And... FaceTiming with her for like two hours the other day was really nice because we just it was a moment where we could just decompress and like enjoy each other's company from afar yeah Mm -hmm. be each other's little therapists I feel like yeah um Mm -hmm. I feel like we've we've gotten a little bit closer just because of the things that we've been talking about and the positions that we're in like how our lives have changed so much from what it used to be not necessarily including the pandemic but just like where we were when we were first met when we were like so much younger to where we are now definitely um but all that being said uh any last tidbits for uh el tema el tema 
just catching up with people from college and my past who I hadn't seen, let alone spoken mm -hmm. to, uh, which has been nice. It's a good reminder of why we're friends, even if we don't talk on a regular basis. It's like, oh yeah, this is why you're great. This is why we're in each other's lives. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's been nice. Good to hear. Um, so now we're going to move into our questionable gag for sure. And that is how are people coping with the sex lives, uh, their libidos and sex lives, pretty much. Yeah. Whether you're in a relationship or not. Um, I feel like... Go ahead. Go ahead. You have a lot okay, to say. Well, <laughs> well, no. Okay. So what I would like to shout out is that this person, before we go any further into this, is that um, there is a uh, sex shop or uh, sex di distribution uh, company in Denmark whose sales have spiked because, um, well, technically the way that they was quoted by uh, now this is that sales in Denmark are reportedly skyrocketing amid coronavirus lockdowns. And I knew that was going to happen uh, because people are in need of things and good for them for, you know, finding a healthy way to take care of themselves. But you know, going out and embracing a healthy sex life and being comfortable with your body and uh, masturbation and all of that. Um, but yes, masturbation levels, I feel like has spiked for a lot of people. If for the people who are not working more so than the people who are working, um, I would just find it interesting to see the difference between the people who live alone to living with roommates and like the different kind of roommates mm -hmm. that you live with, whether it's just one other person or if you are a queer person who live with multiple queer people. Um, personally, my masturbation has spiked for sure. Mm. Uh, not not an absurd amount, but just like more <laughs> than before we were on lockdown. Um, and of course, I do have. Uh, some of my items, my adult item, adult toys that I use, hey. which uh, I would say majority of them have come from Fort Trough, which is a brand that I really like. Um, no, they did not ask me to promote them, but it's a brand that I really like and they do have great customer service for the most part, as well as just the style and aesthetic of the their toys are wonderful. And What's it really called again? It's called Fort Trough. Uh, that's F-O-R-T-T-R-O-F-F. And what I also like about their website is that depending on some items, they will also include like a quick like minute to three minute uh, tutorial. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really cool. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, when I first saw that, I was like, what? They care. You? Yeah. <laughs> They care about like, the customer and they care about the product. They're smart. <laughs> it is. You know what else? That probably reduces the amount of returns if yeah. you can return an item. <laughs> Real. If they even so allow smart. a return. And Good actually, point. speaking of which, I did buy one item from them and I thought I broke it, but then I called the guy and I was discussing with him like what happened and everything. And he was like, oh no, you have to remove this thing and whatever. And I was like, oh really? 
I was like, well, thank you for being so helpful. Now this call has now rendered unnecessary. And good customer service. My exactly. God. You know what? Shout out to them. <laughs> for real. Um, but Good Vibration has also been doing a couple sales. It's also a woman, uh, woman-owned company. I think it's California-based, if I'm not mistaken. I just got done reading uh, Gay by the Bay, and I believe they were highlighted in that book. Um, so please check it out if you do need to find yourself a toy or use any of your other websites that you like. Um, yeah. Also, I know a lot of people who have their OnlyFans or Just for Fans yeah, accounts yes. are doing a lot of promos or uh, either releasing content that they have not been able to show before or weren't ready to release, but just because they are either trying to gain more money or to do something along those lines, they're putting it out there. And the, um, the amount of videos and pictures up on gay Twitter have increased drastically. Hey. And all, a lot of the comments, which are kind of aggressive, but like in a positive way, it's like, it'll be like SpongeBob, you know, that like that meme where he's like licking his like mouth and then drooling. Mm-hmm. And like the tagline would be like, oh, you know, the next dick I see after quarantine's over. <laughs> oh, that should be our next topic, uh, post quarantine, yeah, and how we're gonna handle that situation. Not necessarily me, but like other people and everyone else. Um, post Rona sex. Post <laughs> post Rona sex. Next topic. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually gonna touch on that subject OnlyFans because um, I saw someone post after the the stimulus got released, the stimulus check. It's like, oh, now I'm going to spend my $1,200 on, on an only fan page. Like, who wants mm. it kind of thing. And I was like, yes, yeah, support, support. Um, it is. I saw that one girl actually apparently uh, using her OnlyFans account and, like, saving the money that she did. She was able to purchase her own house. Uh, and I, a lot of people do it like that. But I also – I've also been doing a lot of – um research online like watching youtube videos and like a a lot of youtube i've been watching lately just like people's stories and like things that they want to discuss and one of those that came up was um discussing the porn industry and the amount that people are paid and it's drastically lower than i thought and like also the the way that they're discussing it like the people that you get put in touch with and like how they operate doing that in especially regards to the porn companies and how much they make off of a porn video it's like as a porn star you get paid a certain amount and that's it and then the other side of it is that uh once that video gets released those porn companies and establishments will continue to make profit off of those videos but as a porn Mm -hmm. star you just get that one payment and that's it Mm -hmm. So it's not as high as people think it is. And I feel like OnlyFans and Just for Fans have uh, created or has uh, kind of made those companies a little bit useless just because the porn stars can kind of take into account whatever um, pocket everything. They can garner all of the profit as well as choosing who they get to hook up with and like what they want to do and how they want to do it. There's no like cheesy script lines or... Sometimes there are, I guess, if somebody wants to do that. One of the things that did stick out to me, though, when I watched this video was that within the heterosexual porn industry, um, there's 
racial injustices, I guess is what I can best define it as. Uh, one of the, the, the women brought up how a white woman, if she wants to do interracial porn, can charge a higher fee for doing that. And it would typically just be like, you know, a white woman with a black man. Whereas if a black woman in the porn industry wants to do interracial porn or is doing interracial porn, she doesn't have, she doesn't get the same perk or benefit of charging an increased rate for doing that. It's just like, you still get your flat rate. I have a question. Really? Yeah. I thought it was the opposite though. I thought when you had, when you had sex, you as in um, a white woman has sex in a porn video with a black man, she gets a lower rate. Maybe in some, uh, with some companies it works like that or maybe times have changed. Uh, that was just one person's perspective from the video that I saw who I've seen as a natural porn star. Um, I did a little bit of research, but that's, I'm only going off of what she's saying. I can't speak to how true it is. I do think it's something for people to pay attention to in general, mm -hmm. especially when, you know, I know that um, Pornhub has had a spike in viewers and uh, website visits. And I'm sure as well as all of the other ones, you know, Xtube, which does uh, release a lot of amateur content. And then people do also have to either pay or subscribe to, with an account to a person's page on Xtube in order to see certain videos and content from uh, a, what do they, what do they call them? Someone Pornhub? who's... Essentially, yeah. Cam girl? But like, they're not like official porn stars. They're like doing amateur videos at home or whatever, but oh. they they have their own catalog on through the website that people will only, purchase or whatever. I only mentioned that distinction because it's problematic um, from what I've heard. And I'm I'm not trying to discredit what you said at all. But from what I heard in the past, the issue was that white women who had sex in porn videos with black men, they got, they were like tainted after that. It's like, oh, you got ran through by this black man who assumingly has like a huge cock and now you're, you're a Ugh. loose woman or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're stretched out. That so, word is so... Yeah, Ooh. and so that's that's the only reason why I brought it up was because there was just like this negative connotation um, that I was aware of with white women having sex with black men because it's like oh you got you got stretched out from the black dude and now your rate is lower. Weird. Well, uh, that's why I said like maybe things have changed. I'm not sure when you found that information. Um, it could have been yesterday for all I know, but I just think in regards to the changing of times, you know, now we're in 2020, whereas like, I feel something like that could have been more true in maybe like 2011, 2012, maybe mm -hmm. even up to 2017 roughly. But with the changing of people's minds, especially people who are super into cuckold and interracial cuckolds, mm. as well as a lot of people who are whether heterosexual, queer or anything on the spectrum of that of sexuality are watching this kind of porn they are the if you notice the camera's technique within heterosexual porn is predominantly always focused on the penis 
So people like to kind of envision themselves as that to a certain mm. degree. And maybe that's why things have shifted or maybe that's why it is the way it is now. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Still problematic because then when you think about Black women having interracial sex who don't get the same treatment, it's problematic. I have a question. So like when you're looking at porn, do you search race? race? So like, because uh, I, I mean, I don't really look at porn, but like you search race and like how common are Latino people? Wait, say again? I said, do you search race or is that not like, is that irrelevant? And or are Latinos like in there as often as like white and black? Are you asking me personally or are you just saying like in general? No, in general, in general. Um, you can, it's, um, if anything, I do predominantly, like I don't go onto porn websites as much just because porn websites are too much to go through. And the amount of time that you can spend looking for something, whereas you can just like hop on Twitter or go, if you could still find anything on Tumblr, um, or even like, you know, Snapchat, people have lots of things that they do on there. Uh, it's much easier to find other things on different mm -hmm. platforms where it's either a bit more tailored or you can follow someone specific who is either reposting or um, retweeting or whatever it is, the content that they like and is focused on something. So it's like someone whose page is like dedicated to like only come scenes, you know, you can follow a lot of things like that. But there is uh, on the websites, like you can search um, interracial for sure. You can search by categories like that, where it's like uh, black. I think some websites might even still call it ebony, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, and there is a form for Latino. Uh, within the heterosexual um, strain of porn. I don't know if there is like Latino interracial, but I do know that the icon image typically that is shown with interracial is usually like black male white woman. Okay, all right. That's what I was curious about. Yeah, I mean it's unfortunate, and I think what's kind of interesting to see now is that uh, within gay porn, um, male penis to penis uh, havers is that. P POC has become like a whole on its own. So you'll see a lot of, uh, from my perspective anyway, that uh, a lot of people, depending on what you're watching, um, if there's a few black guys, there's a couple of Latino guys in there as well, or Latinx men in there as well. So it's not like segregated in the same way, just because I feel like when you look at someone and the aesthetic of someone, they all kind of fall in a similar line to one another. Okay. Okay. But. I, yeah. Oh, well, I I was gonna bring up um, well, real quick on the on the subject of distancing and, and dating, and I'm personally not, I guess, facetiming with anybody since I live with my significant other partner or whatever. Uh, pero I have a couple girlfriends, two girlfriends, which have been uh, are still on the dating apps and have. Um, essentially been speaking to people that they're interested in and they've kind of like kind of formed this quarantine dating thing situationship and, situationship and one of the girls actually went on a date 
but she was like, I went on a date with this guy, like, literally, like, three weeks ago, and she's like, but I stayed six feet away, <laughs> and I, like, we didn't touch, <laughs> didn't do anything, that, and she didn't, she, like, they, they, I guess they were, like, in walking distance, and, like, it was really, like, cute how she said, but, like, I had never, I had heard about it, but I had, hadn't met someone who would act, or known somebody who's done it, um, that was like the closest thing I got to someone forming a relationship or like, but she just immediately, she's like, she's, he's so hot. Like, I just want to fuck him. Like, I just want to touch him. And like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I don't blame you. Like we are human beings. We need to be touched. We need to be, well, we don't, I don't know if we need, uh, so I, I don't need to be us, touched. <laughs> like, I, you can still keep your distance. But we definitely Please, enjoy and would like to have sex regularly <clears throat> or on a regular basis. Uh, and that's just, that was that. And that's, and the other, who else was, oh yeah, someone else was like, yeah, I've created this relationship. But um, obviously they haven't gone deeper into that. And um, I thought that was fun. Yeah, it is nice that people can, um, especially at a time like this where more people are forced to think uh, introspectively and, you know, really get outside themselves without the pressures or the uh, the worries about, you know, what tomorrow's going to bring of like, you know, going to work, to-do lists and, you know, what projects you have to get done and all that. You can just really focus on like communicating with someone. And I think for some people, it it does stop at just communication aspects where all you need is to just talk to someone and connect emotionally whether uh, over messaging as opposed to physically being like oh yeah. i want to be like laid up with you we're um, connecting in such different ways yeah or uh, communicating so i think that the porn that we're talking about has all been things that people have been doing to stay sane during this um lana you have a example <laughs> um i've heard stories of couples who are in long distance relationships oh. and you know who would otherwise see each other monthly and so are now um it, they're now confined to their own respective apartments or homes and can't see each other and so the use of FaceTime or sexting or sending news or whatever has just increased because they don't have that option of just hopping on a flight or taking a road trip to see their loved one, their significant other. And so I've been seeing more articles about how people are utilizing um, like FaceTime and making videos, like texting videos to send to their significant other, or just having these sexy video time. Hey. Um, yeah, and I think it's, I think it's a great way to connect and to maintain that connection with your loved one, um, so that it's not lost during this time. Because the other side to the coin is that you could just stop communicating, you know, because there is a certain level of effort you have to put into that. So much where, effort. Yeah, so it's like you could either opt in and keep it interesting and be creative and think of other ways to make it interesting during this time as far as like your, 
your romantic exchanges or sexual exchanges and interactions with each other or you can just opt out and be like you know what I'm gonna take this time for myself and I'm stressed or I'm concerned with my family's health or my health or whatever you know you just don't really know what people are going through and so um every situation is different but this could be an opportunity to strengthen your romantic relationships even if you can't be in the same room well said (laughs) i can't wait i can't wait to talk to people in person (laughs) i know it's like that's something that i've been kind of ending a lot of conversations with with people it's like i can't wait till like we do this and we do that Mm -hmm. and we can see this and we can do that in person yeah um, I, mean, I, I just I, I found yeah. a couple of restaurants that I like I'm like oh let me add this to my want to go place and like I'm gonna make mm. an effort to go there once we okay. are out of this this yeah um, once things slowly reopen but even like once things start to reopen I think people will be reluctant to enter those public spaces exactly again. right so which is just, yeah I think there's gonna be a lag time between reopening and people actually patronizing these spaces. Well, that's a conversation that I was having with a friend of mine where we were talking about um, opening dates of uh, for certain cities and things like that. Um, even though we do have a projected date of when things can open back up, that's only going to be a limited amount of things. And then they're going to have to go through the whole process, which might take a couple of weeks of either rehiring people or getting their staff back. And then also, as you said, Alana, you know, people being reluctant to enter places because of just social distancing and like not wanting to spread anything or get infected, but also to, for people who have gone through some of their funds and need to work on just rebuilding that. So I think for one, Mm -hmm. like shopping, retail shopping will be down substantially, I believe, which is also kind of interesting because I noticed that like a lot of online places are still sending out like emails like, oh, we're offering, you know, a 20% discount or like $50 off or with a website like The Real Real, I've noticed that they've still been selling things and I'm like, why, why are people, or even fucking uh, Kanye West, uh, the Yeezys, every email that I get about the release, it's like, those things sell out and I'm like, people are buying this shit and like, you know, we weren't expected to, people were like talking about like, we're not going to be able to get out of this until next year or whatever. So if you're spending $200 on these shoes, um, where are you going to wear them to? The grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> the grocery, I know it's well, like maybe they're, they're preparing for the reopening of society. They're ready. They're gonna be ready with them easy. I was. I heard that <laughs> they're not gonna. You. They're not gonna open beaches up this summer. You know there's, what? There's a lot yeah, of things I've been listening beaches, and hearing about beaches and pools. Everything like literally closed. 2020 guys. And you know what? I'm not gonna say it. I think it's going to reopen slowly. I think that places are going to cap the capacity of things. And I think that slowly things are going to build up, but it's going to be the slowest build just because of, like you said, okay, like you said, Alana, it's just going to be like, people are going to still be in fear or just going to be very reluctant to do certain things. And so 
it's just gonna slowly build. Like the fact that we're gonna, the fact that no, us recovering from this from one from day to night, like from night to day, is not gonna happen. It's gonna be like literally months and months and months, maybe a year. And then and people aren't gonna be okay until we have like a vaccine until like. and then 20 years from now, we can talk about this, and we're like, oh my god, do you remember when we had a I know. <laughs> I'm trying to and think like of a year from now. Yeah. Our quarantine and quarantine and quarantino. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> COVID uh, with a K. Uh, do you have a question for us, K? Speaking of well, COVID with a K. <laughs> I want to say a couple of things before we jump into La Pregunta S. Um, first and foremost, speaking of the beach, that is, even though I'm not typically a beach person, um, and I'm also super content being home, I do wish that I was able to drive so that way I can go to the beach, just to, like sit down and read a book on a blanket and just like be away from a lot of people and like have open, fresh air and just relax, maybe do some yoga and then come back home. But um, I want to give a major shout out to Planned Parenthood who has not closed down all of their facilities and has uh, taken a much longer time than most places to lay off their coworkers, but who have also been uh, utilizing virtual visits for people who are still in need of whatever assistance that they do that Planned Parenthood could provide with their services. Uh, and then also still being open for people who do need abortions because in certain states it is still it is illegal for women to get abortions. And there was one woman that I saw who posted about uh, who was pregnant prior to everyone going on lockdown, discussing her fears and reservations about going through a miscarriage or having some kind of complications during this pandemic. So major shout out to them. And the other thing that I want to discuss was uh, the disproportionate amounts of Black people that are being killed by this virus, uh, COVID-19. One thing that I want to make people aware of is that, yes, Black people are dying at much higher rates, but that is due to a systematic, uh, excuse me, a systematic, this, what, what, what am I looking for? Alana, help me out. What's the proper word that I'm looking for here? Uh, disproportionate. Systematic disproportionate. Systematic dysfunction, systematic I guess, discrimination. I guess, yeah, systematic discrimination would be a good one. Um, you know, the, the kind of communities that a large number of Black people live in are not as easily easily accessible to a lot of the other things that are available to other people, especially of other races in this world. So it is something for you to think about when you are, you know, ignoring the lockdown and going on your run or being able to go sit in a park because that's what you want or because you live in a $24 million home where you have, you know, 16 rooms or whatever it is, or if you are that person who just like has a pool, whatever it is, like a lot of black people don't have those same options. And that is why the rate is uh, for deaths among black people and people of color are at a much higher percentage. So also you have to think about like the co-ops and all of those and how they're predominantly black and people of color. What we're referred to as the ghettos, uh, the projects. 
That's All like of those. a lot of people like contributing in one spot. It, yeah. It's, There's a lot of holes in our system and harsh realities that Black people have had to deal with prior to this pandemic, and now it's coming to an explosive uh, demise with the rates that people are dying at. Yeah. So something to be super aware of. Um, and la pregunta is... Oh, time for la pregunta is... Hey. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know if you guys are going to be excited for this one. Uh, just something to like bring up the mood and like, you know, send everyone out there on like a, a good note. Uh, la pregunta es, left hit or right hit? <laughs> Ooh, wait, in what sense? Like in the sexual sense just, or like just, in a personal sense? Or like, just answer, which, you just got to Yeah, answer. whichever uh, one. Okay, on, let me feel. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <laughs> so for everyone that is listening right now. We're on the Zoom call, <laughs> obviously, but Alana is over here feeling up her breasts to decide which one. I'm about to flash out so y'all can tell me left to the right. Okay, so I would say right pit. Okay. <laughs> no, wait, left pit. <laughs> That's right. offensive to you. Right I know. I can't. Oh, so you're gonna go with the uniboob on this one? Yep, uniboob. Both tips. Okay, Gina. Ooh. Um. So I don't remember which one it was, but as a teenager, I definitely would say like the larger one because I had that like time where one was larger than the other. Mm-hmm. It was very odd. It was a very awkward. I hate teenagers. But, like, teenage life was, like, very weird. I had one boob bigger than the other. Now I would say the right side. Only because, like, I know when my partner is, like, the right side feels a little, like, more comfortable. But I don't know if that has to do anything with, like, me or just, like, me being right-handed. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Or or the fact that the right has gotten more attention in the past than the left. I don't know. Who knows? So you and your partner's favor, you're right to more than your I'll, I'll say right. I'll say right. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I think mine, mine are both created equal. Hey. Well, you know, that that's a, a plus on your part, just because there are a lot of women who don't, whose boobs are not equal. I didn't work with someone whose boobs were not equal. And one day I noticed it and pointed it out, not in an offensive way. She was okay with it. Um, was not anything sexual assaulting or you know sexual harassment wise but had like a little laugh about it but then she was like damn you noticed and I was like yeah but it did bring out like a a little insecurity in her like you said Gina um and I was watching a show recently on Netflix I'm not gonna say which one it is in which uh this woman was like wearing um this uh dress with like a cleavage cutout and you can see that one boob is bigger than the other and I was like oh damn yep yep I have a girlfriend. So when I yeah oh go ahead no 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 go ahead when I said they're created equally I mean I love them <laughs> right I love course. them equally of but course. one is slightly bigger than the other okay oh yeah no I have a girlfriend who like is hers is noticeably like one is larger than the other but like she loves them both and I I love them both I've seen I've seen so many I love them so both. many breasts I, I I love them they're just beautiful little things they, all, they each have their own personality mm. mm-hmm. okay well 
<laughs> that is that. Um, yeah, so we thank you guys so much for just lending us your ears for however long this show was. Um, we hope that you will tune in to our next episode. Uh, we want to ask you guys to rate us, like us, subscribe us, uh, do all of those things to support us. We love to hear any of your, your comments, your questions, any good feedback and negative, whatever it is that you want to share with us. You can email us at askgagreflex at gmail.com, A-S-K-G-A-G-R-E-F-L-E-X at gmail.com. And check us out on our social media platform, Instagram and Twitter. Those handles are gagreflexpod, that's G-A-G-R-E-F-L-E-X-P-O-D. And we look forward to hearing from you. Stay safe and sane, everybody. Good night. Good night. Whatever. Bye. Bye. Adios. Adios. Adios.